All right, everybody, let's come on back into our chairs and grab a seat, get nice and comfortable, find a copy of the scriptures, get ready to open it up in just a few minutes. As you guys might have already figured out, I'm not here today. I'm actually down south in Southern Oregon at the Ashland Christian Fellowship, teaching in my old stomping grounds. Super excited to bring the word down here to my friends in Southern Oregon. So thank you guys for letting me have a weekend off and get down south. And here in Newport, though, all kinds of cool things are happening. As you guys can see, I'm up at the property right now. I'm shooting this video on Saturday, getting ready to head down south on I-5 right now. I uh, would give you an extensive update on what happened this last week, but I'm not going to take that time to do that. I'll do that next week. But you guys know what happens here at South Beach Church. We gather all throughout the week, not just on Sundays. And so the schedule is a little bit different this week. I'm going to go through the announcements right now before I bring up our guest speaker today. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is on Tuesdays, but not this week because it's October 31st. It's Halloween. So there is no CR. There will be a couple people. This is the rumor I've heard at the church in case somebody shows up. So no real CR. Find a place to have community that night. But other than that, the rest of the week is normal. Oh, wait, that's not true. We also have Wednesday night youth group, which has been postponed in order to go to a football game. Now, here's the crazy thing. Everyone's changing schedules. Have you realized this? Things change. So the football schedule has changed to Thursday night. My son's playing and Ukiah and Riley and some others. Super excited about that. Uh, Jake Bancroft and a bunch of other guys are playing. So that's on Thursday. But nonetheless, no youth group this Wednesday as well. So those are the announcements. But here's the deal. We love celebrating what's going on in our culture, what's going on in our community, what's going on in our family. So I need you guys to do something very, very special with me. Today is Pastor Toby's birthday. Today's his birthday, Sunday. He's right back in the kitchen. Everyone go ahead and look. Pastor Toby, wave. Pastor Toby, come out a little bit more. We're going to sing to Pastor Toby right now on his birthday. You guys ready for this? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Toby. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, everyone's fired up. Listen, we love each other. Bless Pastor Toby and his wife, Andrea, and their boys today. Give them $100. If you don't have $100, write a check for $1,000. Just bless them in Jesus' name. Pastor Toby, I love you, man. One of my best friends. Appreciate what you do here at the church and all that God is doing through you in the church and in me. So God bless you. Happy birthday. Hey, I don't want to take any more time. As I mentioned, I could give you some updates. Huge week last week. I mentioned some needs for the stumps to get removed and the chip piles and grinders and all kinds of things. I'll give an update next weekend. Uh, be praying for me in Ashland. I'm teaching down here. Uh, I'll be staying for a couple of days, personal retreat for Pastor Luke. So be praying for me that I find some rest and relaxation. But today, here's what I need you guys to do now. Get excited. You're about to get into the word. Pastor Rory Van Wyke is going to bring the word today. And it's going to be so legit. So get excited, get fired up. As a matter of fact, right now, let's welcome Pastor Rory back up on stage. Everybody stand up right now. Stand up right now and get fired up, excited, and start cheering and clapping and giving Pastor Rory a South Beach Church welcome right now. Billy, get up here and get fired up. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Thanks. No thanks. Yeah. Just kidding. We miss Pastor Luke. Um, good news is he'll be back next week. God will. Is this okay? All right. Because I can talk. I, I, I can talk loud if I, 
if you need me to. So um, we're going to be in Psalm 133. Okay, so Psalm 133. And uh, Luke not only gave me permission, but he gave me advice to not continue in Judges. Okay, so we'll never know why. Yeah, but yeah, so Psalm Psalm 133. And um, that's kind of weird hearing myself. But anyways, I'm glad y'all are here. I'm, I'm glad y'all are here. We, um, I'm, I'm one of the pastors. Sorry, I need, you need to know who I am. I'm a, a youth pastor, and I just took on the young adults as well. And I'm loving it. And, you know, there, there's something about a church that has all types of people in it. And, and I love that. I love our church. We, if you look at, around at the 9 a.m. service, you'll see some young You'll see some older, right? You'll see some mature. You'll see some, um, you know, and then at the same time, we don't want to look around like start judging people at the same time, right? But, but, you know, with our church, it brings me joy to see, you know, how many different kinds of people we have. Amen? And, and that's just, that's the heart of God. Um, before, you know, I, I, when I wasn't walking with the Lord, I just thought so many different aspects who, or like how they summed up and, and brought people together. You know, if you think about food, right? Food brings people together, right? Especially if it's good food, right? But, you know, and, and just different lifestyles, right? There, there's different aspects of our life that bring us together, right? But nothing or no one like Jesus, right? And, you know, I, I was convinced, um, man, if you have a certain, a certain, area of your life. Maybe it's just music or movies or, you know, there's just so many areas of our life that, that draw people together. But Jesus, like no, no one or nothing else. And so we're going to get into Psalm 133. This is one of the shortest chapters in the Bible. So we're going to hopefully get through it all. Okay. So, so bear with, bear with me. Um, but so Psalm 133, and we're going to start in verse one. And you know, there's something about unity, dwelling in unity. And we're going to see this in scripture. And to think about where or how you dwell right now, who do you dwell with? Right? Maybe you're just like, well, I just, I, I work from home. I'm at home all the time. So it's like your family, you know, or, or just, you know, going out like, you know, with friends. Who do you dwell? Who do you want or who do you spend time with? Right? And you know, it's easy to pick and choose. Well, I'm only going to hang out with these people, right? And with a church, it's inevitable that you're going to draw to people that you have things in common with, right? And, you know, I, I don't expect everyone in this church to, to talk and be best friends with every single person in here. It'd be a little challenging, right? Maybe in heaven when we have more time, right? But but really, you know, it's it's something that... It's something that we are made to be in unity, to be unified with people. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And um, knowing that God, God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they are in perfect unity. Amen? And so there, there's nothing, you're, you're not going to have concerns or questions like, well, the Father is early, you know, passing things by Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit is, is kind of doing his own thing over here. You know, it's like, no, there's 
perfect unity. And so we're going to, we're going to go ahead and, and read, and then we're, we're going to go ahead and pray. And there's something that God wants to share with every single one of us. I believe that. That you need to maybe walk closer with Jesus, just himself. Like just unity. Maybe there's distance between you and God. Maybe in, in this group, in, and I believe God is, and David is not necessarily just talking about the church as a whole, absolutely, or just people in general, but I believe he's talking about the local church big time. And um, we have conquered a few things by the, by the name and blood of Jesus. We've gone through or gone through this pandemic, right? Did everybody remember that, right? We're not going to like bring that back and resurface it, but it's like we've gone through a pandemic. Um, right now we're in the middle of, you know, getting, we have property now and we're going to be building. There's a project and we have all types of people involved, right? And, you know, it can be godly though. And, you know, one thing I always tell the youth is, hey, there's something about, there's a first time for everything. And just because it has a, or just because it hasn't looked a certain way or, or it's looked a certain way, doesn't mean it can't change. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that's as individuals, but also as a group. Amen? And so just because you haven't seen it, doesn't mean we won't. So we're going to see verse, or chapter Sorry, Psalm 133, verse 1. So let's, let's hit it. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word that is relevant, that is alive today. And so God, speak to our hearts and our minds, correct us, encourage us, be the light that we need right now. And so we pray this in belief and faith in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So verse one, right? It says, behold how good and how pleasant it is, right? So it's like saying, stop right there, right? Behold, because you may not have been getting it right. And at this time, we have the, the people that would gather, and they were, they were going to Jerusalem. They were going up the hill, right? And, you know, there was a, a feast at this time, and they were traveling. And all of you have traveled. Has anyone traveled in here with a family? I, I have a family of six. And, um, you know, you, you have some times that it's not going to be so fruitful, right? It's going to be lively, but not in the best sense, right? And, you know, there can be disputes. There can be arguments. There can be just, you know, mocking. There can be so much going on. And we can see that in a family and a family of believers as well, where, hey, you know, it's easy, it's easy to um, love people at their best when they do something for you really nice, right? I mean, but same time, God isn't calling us to love people when they're lovable, right? Ah, right? So that, that's hard. But I want you to think about, you know, man, God is going to give us the opportunity to prove, in a sense, ourselves or a gift, and then he's going to help us. Example is, when people say, 
Oh, you're praying for patience. Well, God's going to give you opportunities to show patience. And it's like, they're really saying it like this. Well, God's going to see you be impatient. Don't worry about it, right? And it's, it's really, man, God wants to empower you through his spirit. Amen? And so when you believe, when you pray for patience, it's like, yes, there will be testings. There will be opportunity for you to show patience, right, with your family, right, with friends in a gathering. But then you know what? He's going to empower you. He's going to help you. Amen? And so to hold on to that, that's what faith is, y'all. It's holding on to, man, God is good. He's going to help me. When I fall, when I stumble, when I go through a struggle, and I'm struggled to death, right? Like, he's going to help me, right? Amen. (laughs) So moving on, we see that how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This word brethren is the body of Christ. And so to be with each other is one thing. Because you can show up to a group, you can show up to a life group, you can show up to a family gathering, you can show up. That's not it, right? You have to put yourself out there. You have to walk in love. Um, you should be smiling, right? And so it takes, it takes effort. It takes time. But you know, knowing that, we see how good and how pleasant it is. There's going to be things that God calls good, right? That are blessings. Because every good and perfect gift is from our Father above. Amen? And not all of them are going to be pleasant. Have you noticed that? And then on the other side, the flip side, we see blessings are things that are pleasant, but they're not good. I can go around the room right now and say, hey, what's pleasant to you? And they may be sinful things, right? Sin is, is deceiving. Sin catches our attention, but it's not something that's always going to be good. And that's what sin is, right? And so God is saying, hey, unity is something that I have made, that I've gifted you, that is both, that is good and pleasant. In the body of Christ, here's the deal. We have, uh, I, was, I was thinking last night, I was like, I'm going to ask people to raise their hands if they're introverted. How great will that be, right? Nobody's going to raise their hands, right? But we have different personalities, right? And it's, it's an awesome thing. And knowing that, man, God wants to unite us. It's not about personalities, but it's like, man, he's going to use your personality. He's going to use your uniqueness. He's going to use your ability to reach people, even if it's relating or a simple conversation, showing that you care. And so in verse 1, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Can we get that picture of Psalm 133, please. Just this picture. It's, it's, it has the verse on there. But just that imagery right there, it's coming together. It's coming together, bearing arms, lifting each other up, connecting. And it's not a question of, hey, if you feel like it, if you're up to it. It's like coming together for one purpose, to glorify God, for the glory of God and the good of others. And so we see this picture, and you can leave it up there for a second, but, you know, and, and who, are, who are you dwelling with? Who are you dwelling with? Is there unity involved, you know? And, and I will say sometimes we, we focus on the negative, the differences. You can, I've always said, you can go to Disneyland 
and point out the flaws. You can hold on to the memories that were shaken by, man, like just bad timing or, or just like maybe someone hurt you, maybe it was a family member. And it's like, man, we have to know that unity is bigger than ourselves, amen? Because it is a, go- a godly gift for us to walk in, to see that, man, the Lord is good. We see in Acts 2.42, there was four aspects. This is the beginning of the church, right? And we see four areas that they committed themselves or devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer, okay? And so when you think about unity, it's devoting yourselves to each other. It's devoting yourselves. It's a discipline that we can have. Well, I haven't had had unity in church, or I'm not walking in unison with people around me. You can, by the grace of God, by the help of the Lord. Amen? And so these aspects, committing ourselves to the apostles' doctrine, committing ourselves to the teaching, right? Fellowship. And that's a fellowship. It's, It's Two people in a ship, two fellows in a ship, right? It's coming together and, and you're loving each other. And it's easy to be in the background. It's easy to, to put our personality ahead or, or you know, I'm not even talking about introverted and extroverted. It's like what, what your desires are, what your, your dislikes are, right? And it's coming together and, you know, setting aside and being set apart to glorify God. And, you know, those four areas, the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. It's something that when we do those things and we walk in those areas, we're going to see that God is going to stir us up and do something good in us. It's like, have you ever, I'm not going to ask you to, to raise your hands on these, right? Because we want to keep our rewards in heaven. But, you know, have you ever done, a, done something for somebody, done a favor for somebody? Have you ever helped the poor? Have you ever prayed over somebody that really needed it. Maybe you've given whatever it is. It's like you are going to get a fulfillment inside of you. God is going to work and he's going to fill you up. At the same time, we don't do those things to feel good, right? It's like we don't, we don't do, we want the blessing from God, but it's like, man, we know that he wants us to do it. It's an act of obedience, an act of love. And you know, it's inevitable that you are going to get a sense of fulfillment. Have you noticed that though? And, and it's easy to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. Do good. I do good. Not to be seen, but it's inevitable that you may be seen and God's going to fill you up. And so Psalm 133, it's a song of ascents, right? Because they're ascending to Mount Zion. Mount Zion was just a mountain and then they summed up in, in different areas. And then it's like, that's we just refer to Mount Zion really nowadays as, as Israel, right? And so moving on, but the, the three points, they're not so long, they're, they really correlate, they're, they're tied together. The three main points I have for you today is unity in the church honors the Lord. Unity in the church honors the Lord. That's, that's the biggest thing. That's the, the most important reason. Dwell, the second point is dwell in unity and reap the blessings. When you dwell in unity, you are inevitably going to reap the blessings. Verse, or sorry, the, the third main point, through unity, be the blessing. Through unity, be the blessing. And we see these themes 
abundance and unity, right? Because with Christ, with God, we, you know, we are going to see an abundance of love. And it's our posture. It's our posture. It's kind of like um, maybe when you were a kid, think about when you were a kid and it was a, a, maybe your grandfather or, you know, an elder and, and you would posture yourself and you would sit at their feet and you would wait to hear, maybe, or just sit next to them. And you would posture yourself because you want to hear this story they, that they have for you, that they have that's going to enlighten you, that's going to, to give a, a bigger reason, a bigger meaning. And it, it's something that goes along with, hey, are we posturing ourselves with Christ? Are we posturing ourselves in, in community and fellowship to hear, to receive? You know, we do small groups almost every single week with youth ministry. And it's something about, even if you're not going to share in a small group setting, it's something that you may hear. It's something that you may receive. Maybe God's even going to speak through that person in that same room as you. And so knowing that, hey, abundance, that we're going to abundantly see God, we're abundantly going to grow and, and have abundance and unity flow from unity. Okay, so... Um, Verse two, we're going to go to verse two. We're just ripping through this, y'all. We'll be out here by 10 o'clock. Um, it is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. Okay. And so we see when David was crowned in, in Hebron, Hebron um, we see that um, the nation's leaders were of one accord, that they were that they were united and they were of one, one mind and one heart, right? There was no division. And here's the deal. We can have opinions. People can be opinionated, but you always have to vocalize your opinions. That's hard, right? Because it's like, whoa, I, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling this way. That doesn't mean we should never share because God is going to put something on your heart to share. And there's a difference between God gives you a word for somebody or a group of people and hey, this is just what I'm going to share because it sounds good or this is how I'm feeling. And that's hard because we got to know that. And how do we go about that? I believe if it's stirring in your heart and it's, it's about, you're about to burst, bring it before the Lord and ask for his peace. But there are times where we can be so opinionated and bring up our opinions. Sometimes they're straight from God, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just our feelings and how we feel if we're, if we're upset. If, you know, and there, like I said, there's times where, hey, you got to stand for justice. Amen? There are times where we need to be spirit-led, though. And really, we see in Scripture to walk in the spirit. If you want to be spirit-led, you have to walk in the spirit. And that, that comes with, in, in, my, in my placement, in my life, I'm not always walking in the spirit, but when I do, ooh, there's nothing like it. Amen. And if you haven't walked in the spirit, if you haven't had a touch from the Holy Spirit and walking in, in really unison with the Lord, you can, like I said, just because you haven't doesn't mean you won't. Just because you haven't had certain gifts or any gifts of the spirit, you think doesn't mean you won't ask, ask, press in. Amen. Amen. So we see right here, um, it is like the precious oil upon the head, verse two, running down the beard, the, 
the beard of Aaron running down the edge of his garments. Uh, it's pretty awesome to think about um, a imagery that I've seen and, and heard from, from different people, but the oil represents the Holy Spirit. And the head, as we see in scripture, represents God, right? And then the beard, in the sense, represents Jesus. And the garments represent us. Isn't that awesome? When you think about man, because guess what? We want to, again, walk in unison with the Lord. We don't want to do anything in our own accord, in our own strength, in our own creativity, in our own giftings, in our own uniqueness. We want to walk in, in the fact that, man, God is pouring his spirit upon us, that God is giving us insight. He has given, given us counsel and advice and strength to walk in. And so just to see that imagery that, man, it is like this precious oil upon the head flowing. So from the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit upon us. And something about oil, I always keep a little bit of anointing oil on me. And not just because it smells good, right? But to, to bless people for healing. And we see something about oil is it's, it's, it's something that's valuable. It's precious. It smells good, right? And, and that's, the, that's the love, the brotherly love that we see, that there's oil, that it, it smells good. Because have you been to a party? Have you been in a room where there's heat, where, there's, where there's, it's heated between individuals? Maybe that you can see that, hey, somebody wasn't invited to the party, right? And you go into that room and it, it's, it stinks. Like it really stinks in all areas, right? Where it's not what we were meant to do. And it's so easy to be divided. It's so easy to see that, you know what? My hurt, my pain, my feelings are more important. And God wants us to walk in freedom, amen? It takes the Lord for us to walk in freedom. Because it's easy to be like, well, Lord, hey, here I am. And then to really not walk in freedom. You know, it's like if you've been rescued or, or gotten out of jails and you had to be in there for a reason, right? And you don't just start doing stupid stuff to go back to jail, right? We see in scripture, hey, to use your freedom for good, right? To not walk back in that chain, that bondage. And really, you know, unity is, is you know, and dwelling in, in unity is something that, man, you're walking in freedom. You're able to pour into other people's lives, they're able to pour into your lives, right? And so we see that this precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. We, we see that um, this picture over here, we're going to get Pastor Luke over here. So he's on, he's on, so just this beard, this is the best beard we got in town, right? So those at Noah's Ark, and this next, so yeah, I can get a look at it real quick. And so this, this next picture, this, ne this next picture, and just a, a little imagery right there where it was a huge ordeal. It's a huge deal that he was brought in as a high priest, a priest. This wasn't just a, okay, we're going to anoint you and pray for you and, and really be present in it, and then you're going to go your way. Like, this is something that, it's a parallel that, man, this was an anointing. This was a super big deal, Right? And, and knowing that um, it's a super big deal to God to walk in unity. And that doesn't mean you're going to have everything in common. 
right? The three areas before I got married, Pastor Luke told me, he said, you want to go by spiritually, mentally, and physically, right? And, you know, and, and so physically, are you attracted to the person? Mentally, even more so, a bigger, bigger deal. Do you have things intact in that, that, hey, you are, maybe if it's parenting styles, maybe it's, hey, just everything, just mentally, how are you guys in one, one mind? And then the third one was spiritually. That's the biggest thing, right? Spiritually, that we are in seat, that we are um, not unequally yoked, right? And, and we see that in scripture. And knowing that God wants us to dwell in unity because it's, it's going to bless him, but it's going to bless us. We're not going to question, hey, Lord, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just really cool with people. Like, what, what's going on? It's like, no, that's, that's it. He wants you to, to walk in it. And, and it's not going to be, I will say it's impossible without God. Because there's going to be times, maybe you're good, and, but it's going to come up. And you know what? It's, it's one of the worst things ever to, to not be walking in unity where somebody is upset at you, maybe it's in your own household. Um, one of my giftings is humbling myself. <laughs> I say that as a joke. It's not a gifting, but it's something that I take the measure in, that I cannot sit here and say, I'm not going to fail each one of you, that I'm not going to make mistakes, that I'm not going to hurt each one of you. And I can speak for Pastor Luke in that. Eventually he may offend you, all of us, but say the biggest thing I could do, the biggest is making myself small and humbling myself. And so if that's something that you need to walk in and do, and it's not going to be easy, but guess what? You can with Christ. Amen. And so we see, um, it's funny, you'll, you'll write down notes and, and Luke will tell me the same thing. You'll write down notes and you're like, eh, nope, nope, don't need this. And it, it, sometimes we do that same thing with people where, you know, we think these areas that they've hurt us, they're so big. They're so big to you in a season. But, you know, as you walk closer with Jesus, you're going to see that those aren't that big. That's not the biggest thing in the, in the grand scheme of things. Amen? And so as we walk closer with Jesus, as he gets bigger in our view, the other things seem so minuscule. They seem so much smaller. And I can tell you that, but you have to test that. You know, and I'll say this, when people come with, with things to say, we got to know, hey, is this a word? Is this a word from God? And if it is, there's testings of words. There's testing of prophet, prophecies. There's testing of spirits. And so is it lining up with God's word? Is it of God's heart? Amen? And you got to see that because you're going to, somebody's going to come with, to you with a word. Sometimes it's not going to be a word. Like I said, it's going to be opinion. And sometimes it's like, hey, is this the right time? Is this with the right heart? Is this of one mind? Does that make sense? I hope so. Yeah. So, uh, so one thirty-three. We're going in it. So, um, we see among God's people that unity refreshes us, right? It makes this pleasant atmosphere, and you know we we can we can think about family gatherings. We can think about gatherings where you don't like someone, or or man, I'm we're gonna talk about politics here if I go here, or hey, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna talk about we're gonna see their you know, my niece that I have a hard time with or whatever it is. It's like, man, it's so easy to, you know, put people in the back burner. And I'm not saying you have to be best friends with everyone, right? We, we see in scripture, right? We see in 1 Timothy um, 4 and 2 and, and Timothy, um, 
there's a certain time where you have to, right, guard your heart and, and not be around certain people. We see bad company corrupts good character, right? And, and good company, good company is like, oh man, I'm all for it. It brings life, right? It brings love, right? But it's, it's knowing that, hey, we, we have to include God in it because a lot of times we'll make our own decisions. We'll distance people. We'll push people away. And it's just like, is, is God saying to do that? Is God saying to do that? Again, you don't have to be best friends with people, but knowing that, hey, there's unity to be said and to be brought in. Amen. And so um, we're going to move on. And knowing that this, this unity, this unity is, is holiness, right? And so this oil of devotion, it's being set apart. It's sanctification. It's consecration, right? It's, it's being set apart for this world, from this world. And, you know, we have, three, we have three enemies. It's ourselves, our flesh. We have the devil. And then we have the world, right? And we have a lot of enemies. We can make our own enemies, right? A lot, a lot of times when we see love your enemies, I think we can be like, well, they're not my enemy. It's like, well, how are you acting with them? Do you, do you guys want to talk to each other? Do you hate each other? It's like you can't even look at them like, or, you know, and beyond that, it's like, well, they're kind of your enemy right now, right? It's like there's not a bond of unity, dwelling in unity, they can be an enemy. And to love them, we need God's help, y'all. I, I love how we can sometimes see scripture as like, God's just giving all these things to do, right? He's, he's writing down, hey, love your enemies, uh, have no other gods before you, um, no, do not commit adultery. And we'd be like, well, Thanks, God. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. It's like, dude, we need to be in unison with, with Christ. And, and it's like, man, if that's just you today saying, hey, Lord, I, I need you. I need you more and more. I love that we take communion here every single week. When I first was serving, I was serving here for a year before I became a pastor. And I had a hard time with that. I was like, why? You know, I, I grew up um, in South Texas, um, 90, probably 100%, 90% Catholic and Roman Catholic. And, and I just thought, I was like, man, like, this is, this is just a routine. It's, it's, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. Amen. It's all upon our heart. Amen. Because we have to put things into practice, into play that are going to benefit really God's hand in our lives. And so you can do something all the time. You can kiss your wife every single day, right? You can, um, you can be kind to certain people every single day, maybe in your workplace, maybe at the store and you say hi to them every day. You can be like, well, that's getting old. It's, it's just a routine. So I'm going to like go out of my way and, and avoid them, right? There are certain areas in our life that we have to put into practice, that they're going to give life, that they're going to rejuvenate and they're going to build us up. And so, so know that. And maybe you're in a place where it's like, man, I don't have structure or maybe it's not structured in the right way. If you need to make a schedule, if you need to make a planner of, hey, this morning or tomorrow morning at eight in the morning, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna have my time with the Lord. You know, I, at 10 o'clock, I'm gonna pray for my family and friends. It's like, that's not a bad thing, y'all, but it's always about our heart, right? Because we could do any kind of objective, have any kind of objective or anything in our life and it could become religious. But it's like, man, God wants our hearts and our hearts have to be served in a, in a manner where he can use our hearts. Amen. And, and he can build us up. 
And so, um, what a saint. So Charles uh, Spurgeon, which is one of my favorites, he said, "What a sacred thing must brotherly love be when it can be likened to an oil which must never be poured out on any man but on the Lord's high priest alone." And we see this beard of Aaron, right? Um, a few different areas where he, when he was brought in as a high priest, um, he was going to be walking in these good things, these good areas, right? Um, the first thing, there's four, the service unto God and his people. So service unto God and his people. I'm going to touch up on that real quick. Um, serving is doing what you normally wouldn't do, but you're doing it anyway. Okay. And I want you to think about that. Like where it's like, well, I normally wouldn't wash the dishes. I normally wouldn't go around looking for things to be done. Right. Um, if you've seen or heard Pastor Nick say, hey, just do things, do stuff, man, right? Uh, be the first person to show up, uh, stay late and say yes to everything. Um, we get it. <laughs> there's, there's times where you can't, but it's like, are you trying to serve? Maybe it's like, there's nothing to be done. You're looking around, everything's done. It's like, are you, are you going to be intentional with this person? That's how we can serve people, right? Where we can share our, our emotions, our heart with somebody. Maybe it's asking questions. Maybe it's a word of wisdom. I will say this, um, if you want to share, also be open to listening, not just hearing, listening. That's also a way to love. And so um, what you normally wouldn't do is service. You don't have to go to a camp. You don't have to go to a, a mission. You should, but you, it's serving wherever you're at. And it's, it's not making yourself invisible, but it's making yourself smaller. Where you're li- And guess what? Do it with an open heart. And you know what? God's going to challenge you in it. But guess what? Again, he's going to build you up. Amen. And so knowing that God wants us to serve, serve unto God and his people, because what did Jesus say? He says, hey, when you help this person, right? The least of these are as unto me. So Jesus is saying, when you do other things, when you're picking up trash, when you're like, hey, well, nobody's going to see this and you do it anyway, or maybe you're serving and nobody's seeing it. God is. And God's going to do a work in you because guess what? When you serve this person around you or these people around you, he's going to, no, I'm sorry. He says, this is actually doing into me. So know that, know that. And that should be really ammunition. That should be just something that man, God is building you up in because he wants you to know that, hey, he sees it and he's the one that receives it. So the second part, atonement of sins, right? atonement of sin. So the blood of Jesus declared over his life, right? So um, one with Jesus, right? Be one with the Father, one with the Holy Spirit. The third one is offerings of peace, fellowship, and thanksgiving, right? So um, him being anointing led to these things, offerings of peace, offerings of fellowship, and thanksgiving. That's what unity is, y'all. That's what unity is. It, it's this peace. It's, it's Thanksgiving. You're walking in harmony, in sync with other people. And it's going to be hard. I, I will say, um, I mean, Jesus said, the world is going to know you by your love. The world is going to see that, hey, not just this, this infatuation, not this um, simple, hollow love, but man, a deep love, right? Because how deep and wide is God's love for us, Right? And so we, we have to walk in, in, in unison and love because guess what? 
We need to be that example. How is our witness? And you know what? Mine's, mine's not the greatest at times. But you know what? When we fall, we get back up because God is the one that's going to help us. He's going to build us up. And you know what? Maybe those around you, maybe you have some people in your life that have walked away from Christ. And it's like they need to see you. They need to see that you love them. They need to see that, hey, you have, you have a, a, a love for them right? It's maybe they're unbelievers. It's like, man, God has given me a huge heart for the unbelievers. Because you know what? I, even one of my best friends from back home, you know, he's not a believer. And I I believe that he is going to be saved, right? But it's like being that example. And again, one of the biggest witnesses you can have is when you fall, when you're a jerk, when you're rude, when you're anything, it's like, come to them and humble yourselves, showing that, hey, you don't have it figured out, but you know who does. Amen? And so I don't know if that speaks to anybody here, um, but guess what? If you don't know anybody that doesn't believe in Christ, you're going to find somebody that does. If you don't know anybody that's walked away from Christ, you're going to find somebody that has. And you know what? It's, it's about a hard heart. But guess what? You can show them your heart for them. And so um, going on, sorry, uh, the last one, the last four, the fourth aspect of beer— <laughs> Of Aaron's beard and the anointing there was compassionate ministry to the people of God. And I feel like that sums it up as being compassionate, being loving to, to all current believers, unbelievers, and, and ones that have backslid, ones that, ones that aren't walking with Jesus. And so I think of a, a wedding, right? So we have, we have weddings here, right? And, and when you think about a wedding, you can have the bride and groom's families, right? And if you've ever seen where there's been divisions at weddings, right? It's no fun, right? I love weddings. There's something about weddings that if I'm, if I'm leading weddings or just serving at weddings, being a part of a wedding, I love it, right? I just think it's, it's a, a little slice of, of heaven and how God wants us to be, at least most of the weddings I've experienced, right? And if you've been to a wedding, you can have the bride side over here and the groom side over here. Have you ever seen where it's been intermixed and everyone's just awesome and loving and it's pleasant and it's so good. But then you can also have just division, like we're staying in our, in our corner, we're staying in ours. And I don't like the bride, I don't like the groom, right? And there can just be total chaos, total division, right? And it's like, man, I, I just love how Jesus looks to the church as the bride, the bride of Christ. And we're here to be in unison. We're not to stay in our lanes. Well, this is, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm, I'm used to. This is what sounds good. Or you know what? I, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to take that leap of faith. It's like God is saying, hey, you know what? Don't be this separated wedding crew, right? Be united, be together, share and love, right? So um, we see this, this wedding and, and knowing that, man, God wants to build us up. Because here on earth, we have weaknesses. Hate to break it to y'all. We have some weaknesses. We have some struggles. But God wants to be that strength that we need. Okay. So uh, verse three, verse three, it is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And so we're going to look at those maps real quick. Uh, the first one. And so right here we have Mount Hermon. 
right? So that's the mount. And if you look down here, that's the Jordan River going all the way to the Sea of Galilee, right? And it even goes down below it is the Dead Sea. So if you can show that next map, please. And so it goes down to the Jordan River, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, that's not even a better map, but we'll use it anyways. Um, that was my choice. And so even down below the Dead Sea is Jericho. And we see that Mount Hermon would actually navigate down there and, and flow into it. And so it's the water that comes from the, the snow and the rain. And so it, it's awesome to see how this land would flourish because it was surrounded by desert and, and, and decay, really, in parts. And so we see that Mount Hermon was actually sharing its, its love, right, its, its plentiful life throughout this whole area. And we see this parallel in verse 3. You can take that down, uh, please. And verse 3 says, It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the, commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And so we see in 2 Samuel 5.1, it says, All the tribes of Israel came to D David and spoke, We are your bone and your flesh. 1 Chronicles 12.38 says, all these men of war came to Hebron with a loyal heart to make David king over all Israel and all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. Okay. And we see this, this dew. So this rain, this water was refreshing. This whole, this whole, you know, agent of renewal, of refreshment that we need. And that, that's what unity acts upon. Because guess what? I'm not saying we're dull and we're, and we're lame, right? But sometimes the actions we show, you know, it's like the older you get, um, and I'm not talking to the older crew in here, right? But just even, at, you know, from five years old, the, the older you get, it's like, man, the old saying, you can't teach an old, old dog new tricks. And that comes along with humility and love. <laughs> Don't mean to offend anybody because I'm, I'm older too, right? So, um, but really, the older we get, it's like the, the more humility we need to show, I believe. Because it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to, you know, navigate where, man, God, God has so much for us, but we can be hard-hearted. We can be set in our ways. And you know what? This, this flow of unity and abundance that God is pouring out and wants to reach us to grow in him. And so it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how, you know, set your ways you are. It doesn't matter how personalized or unique you are. It's like, man, God wants to use you to be a part of his church. And just my outlook when I wasn't walking with Jesus, that, hey, the church is the people. Yeah, but guess what? We need God. We need God's direction. We need to unite. We need to come together. We need to fellowship. And it's easy you know, to, to do it our own way. But this, these parallels, we see that only liquid can flow. Only liquid can flow. And so we see that with oil. We see that with dew. And, you know, the Holy Spirit isn't an object. The Holy Spirit isn't just some idea. I know, you know, that people can see that God is an idea that you really needed something to change your lives or, or you needed just this aspect. It's like, no, the, the Holy Spirit, right, isn't 
just a, a thing, an item, an oil. It represents who he is. He's a distinct being in our lives. And it's out of this world. I don't think we'll ever get to see just the, the mysteries of God unraveled until heaven. And that's hard because I want to know all the answers. We got any uh, planners in here? Anybody that loves to plan and, and have all? It's like, man, good luck with God, right? It's like we can do, a, we can do our due diligence and, and, and plan out our ideas and, and our five-year, our 10-year plan, our retirement plan. And it's like stuff comes up and that's okay. And it's about our response to Jesus, amen? It's about our response to what he has for us. And it's easy to, to get frustrated and, and anxious and worried. I'm there with you sometimes. But knowing that, man, God wants us to be open-hearted, wholehearted in, in, in a response to what comes our way. And that's really embracing Jesus. That's embracing people in our lives. And so Mount Hermon rises above the, the upper Jordan Valley, right? And so it's going down, um, you know, and it's, it's these dry lands. And now if you've been part of a group, maybe you entered a life group. Maybe you entered this church and had, maybe you can testify, you can witness that you didn't have, you didn't have a, a heart to serve. You didn't have a heart for fellowship. And man, you've seen growth in your life. Anyone in here today? Maybe you, yeah, amen. You've been part of this church, part of the life group within this church, or maybe the men's study, the Bible studies that we have going on, the women's group. Uh, by the way, don't announce it, this Wednesday we have women's Bible study. I can't believe I missed that. Um, and knowing that God is going to utilize all these tools in our lives. And sometimes you do have to just show up, but then it's now what? I'm present. I'm open. I'm willing. Amen? And so knowing that, man, that there are people or in this room, maybe you're one of them, that you're experiencing God's growth that you're open to the things of God. Maybe God has taken a toll on you and you're, you're just raw and you're real now and you're open to his grace and his, his flowing of his spirit. And so Proverbs 19, 12, it says, the king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass, which is so, so cool. It's just paralleling right there. So for so the Lord said to me, I will take my rest and I will look for my dwelling place like clear heat and sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest, Isaiah 18.4. The, the three main points, we're going to be closing here soon. Unity in the church honors the Lord. The second one, dwell in unity and reap the blessings. The third point, through unity, be the blessing. We see this unity from Mount Hermon that, that caused vegetation, vegetation, that brought thirst to the thirsty. A lot of the times we can quench the spirit. What that means is the spirit is trying to urge us to be in unity, to share, to listen, to be a part of this body that he's, he wants us to be a part of. And not just show up again, but to be open to the things of God. And, you know, I, I just, I, I love life. Well, again, I love weddings. Death is one of the, the hardest things that we'll ever experience because it separates us from loved ones. 
And I just love Jesus's heart though, that he wept when, when Lazarus died. He knew he was coming back, but he wept. We see in 1 Thessalonians that we are to have a hope in Christ. You know, the first two memorials I ever did, uh, Luke, Luke uh, gave them to me to, to do, and there were two sets of people that we weren't sure if they were Christians. S- some of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But to know that we hold on to hope, that God meets people. He's, he's waking up radical Muslims in their, in their dreams today. Did you know that? That he's setting people on fire for him. And so I don't know if people in their last moments didn't experience God and come to Christ in their last moments, their dying moments. But you know what? Here on this earth, we have to know right now, we're going to have the band back on stage. And right now that we have opportunities to walk in unison. And you know what? Each day can be taken for granted. I'm there with you. But you know what? Get back up. Joy comes in the morning. And knowing that, that joy comes in the morning, that God wants to be our sense of help. He wants to be our refuge. And if you haven't heard the story that Jesus shared where the woman brought this anointing oil to him. And what did she have? It's all she had was this precious anointing oil to her. So in Luke 7, it says, The woman brought a flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them from the, the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Jesus went on to say, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. She loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And if you've been forgiven of much, forgive much. And I get it. Unity isn't always the thing we're driving towards. But we see in scripture to work towards peace as it is possible with us. And I get it. Sometimes there's going to be distance, but it's like, man, the biggest thing you could do is guard your heart by bringing it before the Lord. Because I've dealt with unforgiveness. I want to say it's the most radical, the, ra- the most radical aspect of our, our lives is forgiveness. Without Christ, we would not have forgiveness of sins. And I don't go around, I don't go around saying, hey, I'm, I'm a sinner. What's your name, right? But what we know in scripture is that, hey, yes, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But I want to I tell you something else. In Ephesians 1, we see the first 14 verses talk about how we are adopted as sons and daughters, that we are chosen, that we are his, his kids. And so maybe that should be something you tell people. The focus shouldn't be something that stirred in my heart yesterday. The focus should be on how bad or even how good we are. But the focus is on the grace of God, on how good God is. Amen. And so we're going we're gonna to respond now. 
And knowing that this resurrection, the resurrection of Christ is like this oil, this blessing. It is like this dew of Mount Hermon flowing with abundant life. The last part of verse three says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So we're going to go ahead and pray, but knowing that God wants us to respond to him. And you got to get a little serious sometimes. And I love the joy of the Lord. I love having the joy of the Lord. I honestly have joy right now and God's peace right now and God's love right now. Fully? No, I do have it. But at the same time, God wants us to walk in unity. And we're in a season right now. It's not the only thing we have going on, but we're in a season right now that our church body needs God's direction. He needs us to unite. You know, we have different opinions, different takes, different hearts, different minds on this next chapter, this season in our life. But God wants us to grow in unison with each other and really closer to him because we can miss out. I love if you've been in a room, maybe here at church where you walk in and God is speaking to your heart. Maybe that you're open and you're raw and he's just dealing with things and you're just, you have joy and maybe tears flow, your heart moves. And then you can see somebody else that's not. Or maybe you've been on the other side where, where you see somebody's just, man, feeling and experiencing and knowing the, the presence of God and you're not. And there's going to be times like that. But right now, there's a couple areas that I want you to think about. Dwelling in unity with Jesus and dwelling in unity as an active member of this church. His church, y'all. His church. So Lord God, we just thank you for your love and the life that you give. The lives that you have restored in Jesus' name. And God, you are precious and we thank you, God, for seeing us as your precious ones. And so, Lord, I pray for an anointing right now in the name of Jesus. Speak to each hearts and each minds. God, I just think of just carving. And how sometimes you just look at us as, as you're carving out the things that hurt us, that affect us. And you're instilling in us a heart for you, a heart for those around us. And so, God, I pray that you'd minister to each heart, each mind here, that we would be open to the things that please you. And one of those things, as you know, God, is unity. And so unite us as we worship you, as we lift your name on high. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Let's go and worship y'all. Go ahead and stand up. Amen.